Happy Monday, two weeks away from the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Penguins have a much-needed five-day break. They come back on Thursday. They'll play the Boston Bruins. For today's episode, we're going to go over that game from Saturday. I know I was not able to watch it, but I watched the highlights back, was able to you know, see some things I like, see some things that I didn't like. We're also, also obviously going to talk about Tristan Jari's injury and why um, you know this, just, this was obviously the worst timing and so much more. So that's all coming up right after uh, this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the, the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. So uh, for those that watch on YouTube, I am not wearing my glasses for part of these. Um, thank you to the YouTube listener that pointed out, and I've been noticing this for a while, that yes, my glasses, uh, they definitely are crooked. I, I would say a little bit, you know, you can thank my. Um, my mom's black lab, who is 80 pounds back home, uh, for that, because I'm pretty sure I was also an idiot and left my glasses where they should not have been. And he stepped on and well, you know, when I put them on right now, for those that are, that watch, uh, this is the result you get. So, um, it's funny, funny that someone else noticed it. I trust me. I, I know I need new, new glasses. So, um, that is on the agenda to say the least. Um, I'm also going to try to talk a little quieter for this episode. I have, um, for those that follow me on Twitter, I have a brand new puppy who is sleeping right over here. Um, he's a beautiful 22 pound black lab and my German shepherd just absolutely um, destroys him during the day just because, you know, she likes to rough house and, um, you know, he, he stands no chance, at least for right now. Anyways. Okay. I'm not going to have a 25 minute episode devoted to my dogs, but um, penguins related. We'll get, we'll jump right into it. Um, we'll start with Tristan Jari. Um, just really shitty news. I think that's the best way to say it. I mean, you know, there was the rumor, obviously I talked about in my Friday episode that, you know, Colin Dunlap was reporting that um, Tristan Jari has a broken bone in his foot. I said, you know, I'm not really going to read too much into it because Colin Dunlap usually doesn't break too much. He's been wrong in the past. Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll eat crow there. I'll, um, Colin Dunlap was the first to have it. He was right. Um, you know, when I poked around a couple of times during the day, I didn't really hear anything, you know, until obviously the announcement was made uh, for Mike Sullivan that he will be week to week. Mike DeFabo and Dave Molinari, excuse me, um, they both confirmed independently for their separate websites um, that Jari does indeed have a broken bone in his foot. There's no timetable for his return. I mean, you know, we also, I think Louis Domingue had a kind of a similar injury. He was out for what, four to six weeks. Right now, the playoffs are two weeks away. Um, Tristan, at the time, it'll be two and a half weeks to the day, uh, almost three weeks when the playoffs will start. I don't know how much healed that broken bone will be. I don't know if he's going to want to play through that just because it's obviously still going to be in a lot of pain. But um, it's just the worst possible timing for the Penguins. I mean, he was this close to starting to really write that redemption story. He's been great 
all regular season. He, I know he wanted a chance to go out there and prove the entire Penguins fan base wrong, that that was not him last year, and he was going to go out and prove it to us. And the fact that he's potentially going to be robbed of that, obviously we have no firm update right now other than week to week, um, it sucks. Um, that's just that is an outside of an injury to one of the three core players. I'll put Jake Ensel, maybe Brian Rust up there. Um, this is an injury that the Penguins just cannot afford to have. Um, he's been healthy all year long. Um, but of course, right at the end of the season, right as the Penguins are about to clinch their playoff spot, the game is four to one in the third period. You know, he's relatively healthy, and then the Anders League goal happens. I think that was when he had the broken bone. Um, I, I think it was. Latang kind of pushed Lee into him and, you know, his leg, it looked like his leg buckled a little bit. He came up a little gimpy, was able to finish the game because of course, in typical Penguins fashion, a player has to finish the game, even though he's hurt. And then he's out day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever. It's just, that is the Penguins luck at this point. You know, at the time, you know, I said this on, um, on Saturday before the game against the Bruins, the Penguins were literally two games away from having a fully healthy lineup for the first time all year. And now they're basically at the point where they're going to get Evgeny Malkin back um, this weekend. And they'll have hopefully a fully a full complement of forwards and defensemen healthy, but they still won't have their starting goaltender. So I'm counting that. They, this team will play 82 games this year, and they will not have a fully healthy lineup that includes their starting goaltender one time. It's just you, you cannot make it up when it comes to this franchise. Um and again, you know, this is this is a killer. I mean, do you trust Casey DeSmith in a playoff series? I certainly don't. I think he was mainly fine on, on that Saturday game when I was watching it back. Um, the first couple of minutes were definitely rough. Um, that first goal, I think, was just too juicy of a rebound. The second goal, I think, you know, maybe he could have had, but it was also just, you know, it was a nice play by Boston. The Penguins were on their heels. Those first two or three minutes, they pushed back pretty well, I thought, those last 57 to 58 minutes. They just weren't able to tie the game, and you know some, that that's that's the difference. You know, Jeremy Swayman was really good at the other end, something that's been you know hard to come by for him lately, because um you know he he'd given up I think four plus goals in you know each of his last I think four to five starts, or something like that. You know his save percentage has also not been as good as it was earlier in the year. You know this is usually Linus Olmark's starting job, and I think you know if he is healthy by the time the playoffs roll around, um he will be the starter. Um, at least that's just how I see it. Um, but, you know, I thought uh, for the rest of the game, DeSmith was fine. But just in a playoff series, do you trust him to give you league average goaltending when the Penguins are probably going to need, excuse me, a lot more than that? I just, I, I personally, I don't see it. I, I know he's been a lot better as of late, but you know, the playoffs are a completely different ballgame. You know, it's good that he's going to get the reps down the stretch. It's good that Tristan Jari is hopefully going to be, you know, if he is able to come back, he's going to be rested up. He's not going to be gassed and all that jazz. But, you know, it's just, I, I wish this injury, if, if it was going to happen, it would have happened like last month. It's just, the timing stinks. You know, it's just, it was the one injury that they could not afford to have and the fact that it, it's happening. Um, just goes to show how brutally unlucky this team has been um, these last few years. You know, the, his injury was also not the only goalie injury that we saw. Frederick Anderson, it looked like either pulled a hammy, pulled a groin against Colorado the other night. Rod Brindamore said um, he's going to be reevaluated in a week. Um, so who knows if he's even going to be available uh, for the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That would be another 
awful goalie injury to one of the best teams, um, not just in the Metropolitan Division, but in the Eastern Conference as well. I know they have Antiranta ready to step up, and he's had a pretty decent year. But, you know, the, the drop-off from Anderson, who's been elite-level uh, playing this year, versus Ranta, who's just been fine, um, it'll still show. I think as well. Um, I do want to see, I think Louis Domingue get a start or two here down the stretch. I don't think it's wise to have Casey to Smith start all five of those games. Um, obviously to Smith will go on Thursday against Boston and then they'll split one of the, they'll split the two games this week against Detroit and uh, Philadelphia. And then after that you have Edmonton. I'm pretty sure to Smith will start that. And then if you want to start Louis Domingue in the season finale, um, I'm sure you can do that as well. I just I don't want them to fully overwork to Smith um, during these last couple of weeks. I mean, if will he get four out of five starts? You know, maybe. You know, I probably put the chances heck even at seventy to seventy five percent that he will. Um, and it's good that he is going to get the reps. I just don't want him to be again. You know, a little overworked head, heading into the playoffs. Um, you know, he's he's going to have to play at a level. If they if the Penguins do get the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. Um, Casey DeSmith is going to somehow have to outdo Igor Shosturkin. Um, and that would be, um, hilarious, um, magnificent, any great word you want to use to describe that, that that's literally what it would be. Um, I just, I, I don't see it happening. I mean, it's just, you know, they're, they're going to have to play tight defense. They're going to have to forecheck aggressively again, not give up much the other way. And they're going to have to get timely saves from a goalie who has been inconsistent, I think for a lot of this season. Um, so I'm again, you know, I, I, I try my best, you know, just stay as positive as I can while being objective, of course, but it, it's hard for me to stay positive when one of the best goaltenders in hockey um, this year is going to be potentially out for at least part of the first round, if not all of the first round. So definitely really, um, ooh, I almost had a yawn, definitely really upsetting. I'm going to see that bats for sure. Now, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to um, more of the game from Boston. Again, things I liked, things I didn't, and what the Penguins can take away going into that game um, on Thursday. Now, before we get to that, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, I mean, you know, I wanted to get my health in check personally. You know, I wanted to have more energy throughout my day since I usually go to bed so late and then I wake up so early I don't get I don't, I don't get enough sleep. You know, my girlfriend also loves it. I've been taking this for about two to three weeks now. Um, it doesn't usually taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I, but I actually look forward to each morning. That, that's the funny thing. So you might be wondering, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of, of athletic greens, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging all of those things. You know, I think, you know, a couple of my good friends from college, they also really enjoyed using this, especially, you know, when they go to the gym, you know, a couple times a week. Um, you know, for, for some health facts, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, you're vegan, dairy-free, or you're gluten-free. It also contains less than one gram of sugar. Um, it supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product irritations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. And that's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, as promised, here are some selections from our Mattress Factory Museum Twitter prompts and an official response from the museum that we ran last month. When prompted sports are art, um, at Jack underscore T, he linked us to the Chris Kunitz hit absolutely obliterating chemo team and then from the Flyers game three, 2009 Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Mattress Factory agreed completely. They said Kunitz is just pure power. And he has the championship and Olympic hardware to prove it. That is art, totally art. So remember, all of this comes from Mattress Factory, Pittsburgh's premier site-specific contemporary arts installations museum. That's just a fancy way of saying actually immersive art. You can visit mattress.org slash gopens to get a free one-year membership to Mattress Factory when you buy tickets to the Penguins-Bruins game on April 21st. Remember, you get a free one-year membership to Mattress Factory when you buy the tickets for the Penguins-Bruins game that comes your way on Thursday. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So overall, that game in Boston, while it was definitely, I think, a bit of an annoying loss, you know, it's not really the end-all be-all. I think, again, the Penguins played mainly fine from what I watched, at least from the highlights that I watched back and stuff. Um, but, you know, these, these bad starts or these bad moments in play, um, they got to stop getting scored on during those times. And, you know, I know you're not going to play, you know, 60-minute hockey at times against some of the best teams in the league. I, I totally get that. But when you're conceding a lot of chances and when you're being hemmed in, it's important that you're able to get a save or two so that the game can either, you know, be tied, you know, keep it within striking distance and all that. I mean, sure, DeSmith, you know, after that 2 nothing deficit, he was able to keep them in the game for those final 57 to 58 minutes. But, you know, had he just given up one goal in that sequence, you know, the Penguins probably would have taken that game to overtime. They just didn't have enough offense to finish the job in that game. At least that's just how I saw it. Um, you know, 24 shots is usually unusual for a Mike Sullivan coach team. They usually have... 30-plus almost every game. High danger, I think, was pretty even from what I saw. Scoring chances, shot attempts, um, you know, kind of right there, too. Um, and, again, it's just, you know, these bad moments in play, when they're happening, the Penguins are getting scored on. And, you know, th that needs to stop happening when there is bad play going on because you need to stay in these games and, and either have it be a one-goal game after that or have it, you know, you're either up one at the time or you're even tied. Because then at that point, you know, who knows what happens. Um, yes, the Penguins had the rest of the game to try and come back. You know, they had a, a bunch of glorious chances after Denton Heinen got that goal. I'll get to um, Heinen in just a second. But, you know, it's just th these slow starts continue to doom them. And it's definitely um, an annoying pattern, to say the least. Um, that, that again, that, that's just how I see it. Um, personally loved the Danton Heinen goal, just a really nice shot to beat Swayman. That was his 17th goal of the season. He had now has a career high in goals. Congratulations. Um, this is a player that I really loved the Penguin signing over the offseason. I thought he was going to fit Mike Sullivan's system to an absolute T. Um, and you know, he absolutely has so far. I mean, the, if the fact that he's three away from his first 20 goal season in the NHL. Um, that, that, that's pretty crazy, uh, to say the least. Um, just, 
You know, he's, he's a player that, you know, never needs to come out of the lineup um, as far as I am concerned. Um, actually, that's my opinion. Um, I, again, I've seen a lot of takes recently that he should be scratched or, you know, that some of these people, you know, well, you know, he's not, he's way too inconsistent. He doesn't show up a lot of times. I'm like, the guy has 17 freaking goals, more than Kasperi Kapanen, um, um, right around near Evan Rodriguez. Um, he's a perfectly competent depth player. At the end of the day, that's totally fine with me. And if you stick him on the third or fourth line, which he has been for most of this year, and it gets almost 20 goals, you are doing something right. Um, I, I will die on the hill. Excuse me, I'm almost like short of breath, I think, at times. Um, again, yeah, I, I, I will 100% die on that hill. Um, he's been great. Hell of a release. Um, and he used that to his advantage to make it 2-1 to one. the rest of that game. Um, just unfortunate that the Penguins could not cash in on a lot of glorious chances. There was one that Raquel had in the third period. It looked like it went in at first glance, but it, you know, it just glanced off uh, the post. Um, you know, yeah, that he would have probably brought the house down in Pittsburgh um, had he scored on that one. Um, the six-on-five situation just honestly makes me laugh. Um, I actually cannot even remember the last time the Penguins scored a six-on-five goal. Um, the fact, you know, I, I can flip through my notes here all I want. The fact that I can't even remember that, and I have a pretty good memory when it comes to, you know, previous games earlier in this year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, the fact that they have barely even done it this year um, is pretty pathetic, uh, at least in my opinion. And, you know, the worst part about it, they have the zone time, but they're overpassing and they're not getting the shots to the net. And it's like, you know, when time is running out, especially as the playoffs are coming up, you need to fire everything you can at these goalies to see if you can get a bounce. The fact that they really didn't do that against Swayman, who, you know, has not had a good stretch as of late, um, th that's just kind of dumb. You know, and, and they also only had 24 shots, even though they were tilting the ice a little bit after they went down 2 nothing. I know it was, like, you know, a low event kind of boring game for a lot of times, too. Uh, you, you still need more shots than that. You need more scoring chances. Um, I, I for as much as they were kind of like, I shouldn't even say dominate, for as much as they were kind of carrying the play at times, um, I think they missed on a lot of glorious chances um, to really shoot the puck more. Again, you know, I try not to be a shoot the puck guy. I'm the furthest thing from that. But um, again, it is definitely a little bit annoying that um, that's just, you know, the six on five situation comes up and the Penguins are down and just, you know, all hell breaks loose and they have no idea what they're doing. Um, I don't know if they need to practice a six on five situation more practice. Um, who knows, but, um, definitely a little weird to say the least, um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into why this break, I think was very beneficial, um, to the penguins, especially at the right time, um, and a little bit more, but before we get to that. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest developments in league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. <clears throat> Excuse me. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that is BetOnline where the game starts. Now, Let's get to Bilt Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. 
Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Heck, all built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs are included with those. They're low-calorie and high-protein. Place your candy bars with those, too. Heck, they are better than candy bars. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. You can go to built.com and scroll down to the macro chart. You will be blown away by what you see. High-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow this show's Twitter at LO underscore penguins. So, now this was a perfectly timed break for the Penguins. They they needed a reset. They needed to take a couple days off, get their legs back. Um, these these results down the stretch here mean nothing outside of who you're going to play in the playoffs. They, in the grand scheme of things, who really cares? I mean, I know a lot of fans are going to, you know, maybe comment on the YouTube page or, you know, send in reviews or DM me. Well, you want to see how they play and all that. And that's definitely true. Trust me. Like, I want the team to play better. But, you know, even if they're not getting, you know, some of the results, but I think the process is there and the underlying numbers are there, I would like to think that that's going to turn around um, come playoff time, even though the, the Penguins have a good shot to play the Rangers, <clears throat> excuse me, in the first round. But at the end of the day, these results right now really mean nothing. There are two weeks left until the Stanley Cup playoffs, people. Every single playoff spot is locked up. They officially, the Washington Capitals clinched that last spot last night. The Islanders were officially eliminated. These eight teams have been locked in for four months. A lot of these results lately have not meaned much. To be honest, I just, I personally look to see how the team is playing. Can they clean up their errors? Can the goaltending be better? You know, special teams, five on five play, all of that. I'm looking mainly for the process to be there. And if the results come, that is big, especially with the playoffs coming around. But if not, I'm not going to honestly lose too much sleep over it because the games are about to get, you know, even bigger in the playoffs and you know i want to see that process carry over to there where the penguins can hopefully get some luck going their way and finish their chances that's how i see it at least um you know they, this team has played a lot of hockey down the stretch here um i know they've had two very big gauntlet schedules they did well in the first one second one not really as well but you know these last five games they have an opportunity here to end the season on a, on a, I guess a small high note, you know, Boston comes to town on Thursday. This is a team that the Penguins, they split this year, played a very tight checking game against them on uh, Saturday. There'll be a seven o'clock start. They have two very winnable games this weekend. Evgeny Malkin will be welcomed back for those two games. It'll be nice to see him get his legs back, his rhythm back, see how he is. Maybe if he's a little bit rusty, I'm not really going to carry his four games left to knock that off. Um, but, you know, they play the Red Wings and the Philadelphia Flyers, two of the worst teams in the conference. Like the Flyers are literally tanking at this point. The Red Wings are getting blown to shreds, I think, almost every game. And they're also, um, excuse me, they're not going to have Dylan Larkin in that game. After that, the Penguins will play the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers, good playoff team, but I think very beatable in Pittsburgh. And then they'll end the season with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So three of the last five games against three non-playoff teams. It's good to get their mojo back there. But if you can also, you know, squeak out wins against the Oilers and Bruins, you know, the Penguins, you know, they have an opportunity here to potentially win five in a row to end the year. And if the process is there as well, um, I think that's going to make a lot more people happy 
going into the playoffs. I know it's hard to be, get a little hyped up just because, you know, we don't know the status of Tristan Jari right now. Um, I'm sure that's going to be, you know, announced over these next couple of weeks. We're going to have to see if he practices leading up to game one. Uh, I would assume right now, just my speculation, that he's probably not going to be ready by the time the playoffs start. I mean, it's going to be almost three weeks at that point. You know, hopefully this is a very minor bone fracture, but, you know, those – you know, who knows? I mean, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a doctor here. You know, you're not, you don't listen or subscribe to this podcast to listen to me play, try to play fake doctor. So um, I'm not going to try to speculate on that injury or, you know, say I've had something like that or not that well, I have. So anyways, um, just, you know, hoping that, hoping that he is back for that time, but I'm glad that the Penguins did get a break here. They did not practice these last couple of days. I'm totally okay with that. Let's see what the team can do. Uh, starting on Thursday, and then they'll close out the season next Friday against the Blue Jackets before the playoffs start next Monday, on um, the Monday and Tuesday after that, um, I should say. So that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I assume the Penguins will practice on Tuesday. I'm um, definitely Wednesday, um, to say the least. I'm glad that Mike Sullivan was able to give them a couple days off. Sure, they'll be back to the uh, to, back to the lab on Tuesday and Wednesday to prepare for their game at PPG Paints Arena on Thursday against the Boston Bruins. So that would do it for this one. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk with you all on Tuesday.